The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another hot episode of HBCU Wish. your boy Pooh Bell. Um, in here by myself, kinda. We got some special guests with us. Um, I think my man Aunt might be able to join us tonight. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but man, we gotta talk about this swag championship coming up. Prayer View taking on Florida AM. It is a rematch from a regular season game. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. A lot of people not getting prayer view a chance. We're going to talk about why they do have a chance. We're going to talk about how we think the game going to go. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about, actually. Before we get to it, y'all know what we got to do. We got to give a shout-out to our sponsors over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us, coming back to HBCU Hour, we got a, 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 I guess you could say a slew of good people coming in to join us. We got Coach B, Mr. Brian. We got Big Mike, Mr. White Washington, joining us. Mr. Kevin Rosier, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm always missing his last name, Rosier, and we got the general with us. Dr. Cavill. Gentlemen, thank y'all for joining us. Welcome back to HBC Hour. How y'all doing this evening? I'm doing well. I'm doing absolutely lovely. How are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I, I, so, so, doing? so uh, uh, Kevin and, uh, and Dr. Cavill, y'all should have been yeah. here earlier because they, they already started. The trash talk has started already yeah. backstage. Oh, this round is good for some trash talking, but I got my partner Mike here, so he handling that. I'm, as long as we score more than zero, I'm good. We're Mike started the trash talking, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time, it's time, you know, get in early. 
That's right. I'm getting Get it in early. Right I'm getting all my shots in early. <laughs> Y'all can right. do, those, oh. do the little, do that little old three finger, two two finger strikes high. Whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I hope your wrist break. Uh, whatever. We the Panthers, baby. <laughs> There he is. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. I know they do the hands like this. You know, I ain't gonna talk. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, look, you you can see the you can see the gray in my. I'm old school. When you did your wrist like that back in the day, they used to say something about you. I'm just saying. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hey, it's all right. Hold on. That, that hold on. Right. <laughs> those of the speaker and do not necessarily. I digress. I'm playing that disclaimer. Y'all ain't getting this count. <laughs> right. You got Mike out of doing the disclaimer. It must be on tonight. <laughs> All right, uh, fellas. Uh, first off, it, it is a uh, y'all know it's an honor. We we truly appreciate always having y'all on, uh, doing shows with, with with each and every one of y'all. Um, I do want to start here before we get to the game. This transfer portal, mm. it is hot. Yeah, it yeah. is heated up quickly. Uh, there have been some names that have popped in that uh. We didn't necessarily think we were going to see some that we were speculating. Um, but uh, Alabama State, oh, my goodness, um, yeah. hit hard. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson, um, I can't I can't even name all. That was the biggest name we saw. Uh, we also saw this afternoon uh, Andrew Body from Texas Southern hopped in the portal. Um, we've seen, I mean, just about every school who is not currently – Playing this weekend has had somebody drop their name. Uh, Quincy Casey from Alabama AM. So, um, first off, thoughts, uh, possible landing, you know, some spots, uh, best situations. Uh, I, I'll, oh, everybody I'll go quiet on. now. You even talked all the trash, everybody got quiet. <laughs> well, you know, we, I, we, I can't, fo- I, we can't be, I can't focus on. On on next year, because I'm we 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 we're trained to focus on what's in front of us. Our feet are planted right where we're at, and we only got one objective. That's hashtag beat PV two times. That's it. That's the only thing I'm worried about. We let our other our other folks worry about you know the future. Everybody, you know, all these people jumping out of the portal because they want to come to FAMU quietly, and you know they sending DMs, <laughs> sending DMs to Coach Riz and Coach Coach Simmons. That's great. Don't, don't, we'll let them stay in the in the in the background of the DMs, and then we'll answer those on uh, uh, December fourth, and then again on December eighteenth. Uh, you know, so. so I, so that means he think yeah. Andrew Body going to family. Anything Andrew Body going? To, yeah. I, I, I didn't say that. I just said people sending DMs to coaches. I I didn't say anything about who is and isn't. Well, well, I I can tell you this: you can do all the prognosticating you want. You can do all of that. There's a formula that that someone knows about between organic growth and that through the the growth portal. All Prairie View a and does is focus on what's in front of us as well. And remember, we started out the year, we were picked to come in fourth in the West. Where do we where do we finish? I'm sorry. Go go once, go twice, go three. We finished number one. So all we can worry about is what's in front of us. We do have strong recruits organically 
in the greater Houston and greater Dallas area. That's a whole different another show. We also have uh, portal transfers. I can't get into. I'm hearing rumors or whatever. But all we can focus on is what's here and now in the year our Lord, uh, December 2nd, in the year our Lord, 2023, uh, where we uh, recome re on this thing called the Rattler Nation. Mike, I got oh, a question for you. Hold on. Get it 7 get it that. Back in, back in July, back in July, who picked who picked who to finish first in the West, Mike? I'm just curious. Back in July, who'd you pick to finish first in the West? Actually, I picked I picked Prairie View to come in second. Okay, I picked y'all to come in first, so that's how much respect I had on y'all. I need some I, documentation I, on that. It's on <laughs> wax. What they say? What they say? What the kids say? It's on wax. It's there. It's on wax. <laughs> it's on wax. It's there. I picked y'all first, as I'm just saying. I I have thought I thought highly of y'all from the beginning. Good to see y'all lived up to my expectations. Okay, that's all. All right, thank you. So so uh, I'm sorry we digress a little bit, Blue Bear, but you, oh you can no, see how, you can see how motivated we get. I, I, yeah, I'm speaking of motivation, Quincy Casey. I wouldn't be surprised if Quincy Casey actually goes down to Division Two. Um, mm -hmm. interesting to see what that looks like if he stays at D1 FCS level. Um, does he transfer to another SWAC school or um, does he transfer down to maybe Division Two? Andrew Body, I'm hearing obviously Prayer View. Um, that's yep. been out mm -hmm. there for a while. I don't know if that's more about the fans, uh, interested in him bringing down there just so they can rag on Texas Southern. Plus, obviously, uh, the quarterback at Prairie View is leaving. Um, uh, but I also heard something about UTSA. Um, he was looking at maybe looking there earlier in the year, uh, but that after he kind of got hurt, decided to stay, that didn't work out. But that's interesting to me because it looks like that coach at UTSA is in um, interviewing for some uh, quote unquote bigger power five institutions. Um, so Correct. that's intriguing yeah. to me to see if that's still real. Um, but what I know about Andrew Body that he probably has what he thinks is a good landing spot, that he wouldn't go in there unless he thinks he has some. So I don't think this uh, is like yeah. getting out there testing the water. Um, there was dialogue with him directly to wait until a coach was named at, uh, at Texas Southern. So he could, you know, talk to him and then decide that he had time. That decision should be made pretty rapidly. So it wasn't like he didn't have time to do that, but he decided to speed it up and get in there. So that makes me think he has somewhere to go. Um, what was the third person you said that was in there? I forgot. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson from uh, Alabama, the wide uh, receiver from Alabama. Keyshawn Johnson, I would guess that he's probably going to try to look at a G G5 uh, at the FBS level, maybe sneak into some Power 5 conferences. Uh, hopefully his grades are, for all of them, hopefully their grades are in good shape. I know Andrew Body, he did well in terms of school, so that shouldn't be a problem. But that's the other thing sometimes these young men, um, the rules state that you have to be eligible at the institution you are at to go anywhere and still be eligible. You all learn that in terms of family folks, with the young man that tested the waters. Um, 
decided to go out there. It may have been some questions about his ability to get in there. Regardless, he ended up coming back with the FAMU, and it worked out really well for him in terms of being able to have opportunity at the next level, which I was glad to see. So I don't think it's going to do anything but get uh, more. Um, I'm a proponent of it. I know at times it seems challenging when you're a fan of the institution, a fan of the SWAC HBCU, and it can be a little, you know, frustrating, concerning to see um, athletes that you see growing through your system and have a chance to make a difference as you're trying to make a run at a championship decide test the water. But uh, I'm a proponent of, um, you know, the opportunity for individual to really be a free agent for lack of better words, but, you know, to be open to his opportunity. So I was glad when these uh, rules were, you know, opened up by the NCAA, giving them the opportunity. You win some, you lose some. We've gotten some great individuals that are transferred over to us. Uh, talking about Prairie View Family game, you know, we got Caleb Johnson that came from Mississippi Johnson Valley. from Miss from Mississippi Valley, yeah, yeah. So you he, know, that's you know, he's done as well. He really was a factor in this last game and making sure that we were at the yeah. to get in this championship game. So you know, to me, you can't bless and pray on one side and then try to curse on the other side. So for me. You know, I hope the young men land wherever they want to go, that it works out for them, other than when they play, if they out of the SWAC, other than when they play a SWAC school, or for that matter, other than when they play HBCU. But obviously, especially when they play one of the teams, I'm either alumni or certainly somebody that I'm directly rooting for as a coach for whatever reason. Let me just yeah. add also, let me just add, I agree with Doc, number one, in terms of uh, being an advocate for the the, the, the transfer portal um, and kids having opportunities. And I think the key thing with all this, including projecting where, what, where kids are going is we got to wait for this coaching carousel to stop. Yep. You yep. know, yep. we got we to see who's going to get hired and who's going where. Um, and, and that may include some, some teams that ain't through playing ball. So, uh, so, so, so it's hard to prognosticate on that end, but you could see, at least I could see the potential, of course, for all the teams that have lost coaches, players leave when coaches leave, but also guys who have group of five power five talent and mm -hmm. are under and, un and underutilized. And I, I would say I'm extremely impressed with Keyshawn uh, Johnson at Alabama State. And um, they did try to get the ball to him in a lot of ways, but ultimately they just don't have a scheme that can feature him. I think he's a potential draftable kid at the next level, talent-wise. And so, I, you know, and he uh, even against the dark cloud defense, he went for over 100 yards. And we knew he was getting the ball. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so um that's a great point. Great point. I am really interested to see where he decides to go. And him him and Andrew Body are the two most interesting because I believe they have other choices or options other than just HBCU or D2. I think they, they do have some group of five possibilities and and he likes to say maybe some lower level power five. 
Yep. Complete completely agree. Um our man uh oh not that one. Flitz came in and said he thinks as you said, Keyshawn Johnson is probably going power five. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of you know scuttlebutt around. Um but yeah, I, and the coach I, coach I didn't I had it next, but I, I kind of steered away from it because I knew this was going coaching carousel. Uh, with all the changes, um, me and Ant were talking after our first SWAC media day last year. Since then, we've had seven new coaches in the SWAC. Yeah, right now, and yeah. and as you kind of alluded to, that might not be done. So <laughs> it's interesting to see that uh, all that change and stuff uh, as far as you know with coaching, uh, transfer portal, and everything. Um, but we, I, I do want to say, y'all talked about motivation. Erica chimed in and said, it don't matter who win on Saturday, both y'all gonna lose to the bison. Really? Really? Oh, then she chimed oh, in and said, Oh, who said that? said that? said that? Fam, you basketball team stinks. That's not even called for it. That's not even called for it. talking about basketball right now. Exactly. Nobody's nobody's talking about basketball. Eric is not winning in football, so she exactly. Exactly. We ain't talking about basketball. We ain't talking about pickleball. Yeah, when your team is still playing football and in the race for a championship, then you you know you may have one eye over there, but you're quiet about basketball. You let everybody else. That does that. The same ones, you know, coaches and things of that nature. So let me help. The second thing yeah. I would say to Erica is the swag is coming. So regardless whether it's Prairie View or FAMU, that low streak that y'all excited about the MEAC, I hate to tell her that she's going to be yeah. real disappointed because she got to deal with all the MEAC folks after her team loses to a swag team. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me add to that. First of all, Howard can't even tailgate. So how you going to talk about football? How you going to – you 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 can't put a drone over the sidewalk and call it a tailgate. They don't even know how to do homecoming. So how are you gonna talk about football? Please miss me what with you that. Call it a, what you call it a no, that's a that's a BET information infomercial. <laughs> really, that's all it is. So so don't if you can't do if you can't do your homecoming if you can't do a tailgate don't come to me with football. Stick to whatever. So. All right, I'm sorry. I I digress. Stick to basketball. Stick to pickleball. Whatever y'all do. Whatever. Swimming. We're having a wonderful catered tailgate at the bowl. A catered tailgate. (laughs) See. All right. Whatever. I'm done. Pour and score. Pour and score. (laughs) Can we get a plate of what? <laughs> I, I don't know what it's gonna be played up, but I, I guarantee it's gonna be sponsored. Whatever it, whatever it yeah. is, it's gonna be sponsored. Be sponsored. It's gonna be sponsored, be sponsored by somebody. Yeah. And it'll it'll, it'll be on some someone B B T or Tobias or whatever them stations are. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. So let let's let's go with the football questions. All right, so I, I do want to stay before we before oh, I mean because we we gonna talk ball. I want to talk about how did we get here? Like as you stated, Mike, Prairie View was not even they were projected to finish fifth in the West. 
Um, and they were yeah. not uh, – they didn't – a couple years, the West team has backdoored their way in. This wasn't necessarily a backdoor type situation. But talk about Prairie View and, and kind of how they got here. You, you and Dr. V, I know y'all can tag team that one. Mike, you can start it off. Yeah, yep, yep. So, so Dr. – yeah, okay. So, so, so Prairie View started off with, with a couple of key victories – um, I think what was key is that um, they started off at times with their losses being a one-dimensional team. Trazon Conley has come a long way in the last couple of years. And being able to spread the ball, you know, you look offensively, if you look at it offensively, being able to do what they could do passing the ball as effectively as they could running the ball, I think has helped them quite a bit. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, if there's any kink in the armor, it has been the secondary, the linebackers, and the defensive line have stepped up, especially in the last three or four years, three or four games, I'm sorry, not years, three or four uh, games. But Prairie View has stepped up. If you look at how they played Southern, how they played Alabama State, that, that defensive line really stepped up big. Kind of a shade different than what you saw at the beginning of the season. So if you look at, you know, it's a tale of two seasons for Prairie View A&M University. They've had to claw their way. They've had to fight their way. Um, the other thing is offense on the offensive side of the ball. Trazon Conley, if you look at last year, if you look at the beginning of the year, you know, you look at some of his passing and you look at some of the repertoire, of the offensive play scheme, um, it's different than the five, eight-yard, ten-yard hitch passes. There's some deep passes that Trazon has demonstrated the ability to basically execute, and that's helped Prairie View through a couple of games. So having a balanced approach has helped Prairie View and having a strong defense. Again, I will say that, you know, if there's any kink in the armor, it's a secondary, but the secondary has even stepped up. If you look at that Alabama State game and or the Southern game, they went from kind of the 10-yard cushions to kind of the three-man, four-man, man-on-man defense. So they've kind of changed their scheme. They've challenged the defense. Bubba has really challenged that squad to really step up. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the tale for Preview A&M University. Uh, I could throw out some names, uh, but that's a different show. But they've kind of changed their scheme and really approached and challenged offensively, uh, uh, you know, looked at the defense and said, how can we really challenge the other teams we're playing? So go ahead, Doc. I'm sorry. No, that's good. I, I I agree with all that. And I would add that this is um, – while I, I have concern in regards to what they may could do coaching-wise is where I had them a little lower. I didn't obviously didn't have them that low as fifth, but um, I, I did have them lower. Shout-out to Jenkins. He reminded me after I was handing out the trophy for the Labor Day Classic that I was alum and then that I should not ever – pick against Prairie View as an alum. And I said, well, I'm trying to be professional, but I get you. Uh, and so shout out to him because he, he made it known that. And at that point, that's when I knew that this team was a little different. Uh, they had a huge uh, boulder on their shoulder. Uh, they felt disrespected. Uh, you know, whether you believe it or not, I think it's important for them because it was in their mindset. So that's one thing that I thought this team, you know, came into the season with. Uh, that they thought they were better than what people predicted them to be. Um, and, and I will add this, that I thought they should have been better than that. I think you could have picked up 
the top three or four teams in the West and threw them out there and said, but nobody really talked about them. And that was intriguing to me because uh, we know this was a quarterback league. And to me, there was essentially three quarterbacks coming back. You might add four when you talk about Alcorn, uh, Texas Southern Prairie View, and obviously FAMU. One reason I say a little different about Allen as we went into coming into the season, many people were not predicting Allen to start with the transfer that they got in from Missouri. Obviously, I thought differently if he started that you had senior quarterbacks, and I thought they would give their teams uh, really good chances. And other than Andrew Body of Texas Southern obviously getting hurt, the other three were the top three teams essentially in the SWAC uh, with all corn Prairie View and uh, FAMU. So I was surprised people really did not pay attention uh, to Prairie View in regards to at least thinking that they would be in the mix. The other thing that I would add that you talk about how do we got, get here is this team uh, really talked about in the offseason and coming into the season about finishing. And if you look at what they did to their credit, um, they are very good in close games. Uh, what would frustrate some folks is there's times where you'd be like, what the hell happened? Because they'll get blown out. You just Whether it's FAMU the second half, obviously that Houston Baptist game was just befuddles me and others to this day. But if you think about it in terms of close games, uh, they come out on top. Uh, coming from behind and then taking the game in terms of Labor Day Classic, Texas Southern, winning that on the field goal, obviously playing back and forth with uh, uh, the Braves, which many people thought was one of the teams playing really good at the end of the season, but they played solid early. They got the non-conference win against McNeese State. Uh, at home, they're really tough. Allen was playing well. wasn't quite running the ball, as you probably think, but uh, they were able to do it in that game. But they stayed in the game, kind of went back and forth, had a key drive uh, to tie the game, take the lead late. Uh, credit to Alcorn. They came back and did stuff, and then they won it on a 50-yard field goal in regards to that game. Uh, obviously, going down the stretch, other than Pine Bluff, the other two games were close. They went on the road to Baton Rouge. And I'll, anybody here that's followed the SWAC or followed Southern just in general in terms of HBCU, you know it is a challenge to go down there in the Bluff and win. You, you don't win down there. And if you find a way to keep it close, uh, you know, many people question all the time about calls you might get down there. They game was close and got some tough calls, but they filed, still found a way, got out of there with the victory. It was so bad in terms of what it did with the Bulls. Some people believe that the game that Dooley got the job at Southern was coming to Southern with Prairie team and winning their game and really beating them up. Then, obviously, unfortunately for him, many people believe his final straw, if you would, was losing to Prairie View uh, in there, which is just the irony of irony. But with that said, you know, that just gave him more confidence, right? Um, and then yeah. they come in with many people did not think they were going to do it at Alabama State. Um, and to their credit, at home, they get it done, particularly when you think about Alabama State defense. And they played the style of game is the type of game that Alabama State tends to be able to win. They played that style of game and got it done. Again, another what? Close game, low scoring. So one thing I say of how Prairie View got here, if you can kind of finalize it, is the maturity. It's a lot of seniors on this team. Even the transfers have been there. You know, some of them came in this year. Uh, but most of them that transferred in are in there for their second year. And so this is a very mature team in terms of the number of seniors that really wanted to make amends for what happened last year 
uh, when they had it in their hands and went on the road to lose to a tough Valley team. Everybody knows it's tough down there. But obviously, uh, in general, you respected Prairie View to be able to win and get that done against uh, Mississippi Valley. They did not. And they came back this year determined to write the ship and i.e. finish, which has been one of the things they talked about. So for the Prairie View side, along with what Mike said, said with the many players, I think what you can credit Prairie View getting here is their ability to finish and win in close games. In a lot of ways, that's going to be their recipe if they're going to get over this big, bad family team that everybody recognizes with any common sense as the number one ranked uh, team, uh, not only in terms of HBCU, but a top 10 team at the FCS level. So I won't run from that. This is a talented team. This is yeah. right, number five. And they, yeah. they did it. Without the question. They were like top 25. They just kept winning and playing solid games, and they moved all the way up uh, in the top 10 and nine seven and now top five which they deserve so um it's going to be the recipe and i say this not saying that i believe in anybody in their right mind that fam you should be favored for this game but yeah i had brian and ad on along with charles on we really wanted to do it from a media perspective and said what is the recipe you know what mm -hmm. would have to happen for prairie to win that game and they did an excellent job of talking about it and i just gave the examples they have to find a way to keep this game close and they tend to be a team that if they can find a way to keep it close however they do it um then they seem to be able to finish the the, the one thing i'd like to add is special team there's been a couple of games that prairie view has won on the leg of a kicker be the gomez uh and the other kicker from uh prairie view and m uh they they won on their legs they kept the game close and won those games by keeping the game close and winning by field goal. So in, in, in the words of Dr. Cavill and the words of many others, if they keep this, if they can somehow keep this juggernaut, you know, time close, keep them close, hold them close to the belt loop, uh, then Prairie View, you know, there's a chance that Prairie View can win. But, I, you know, without question, FAMU deserves to be the, the, the ranked team, the, the favorite team, without question. They played that type. They – they are that team, but there's rain scheduled for tomorrow, mm -hmm. which makes it kind of changes the complex of the game. It, it favors a closer game. It favors a game that is more so geared toward running, uh, something that favors Prairie View A&M. If you look at their offensive scheme, uh, it's 67 68% running and the rest throwing unless they have to. So there are factors to consider, but without question, FAMU is, is a favorite, but there are factors to consider that would make it a closer game. Um, talked about disrespect. Um, I know when we had uh, at, at Media Day, Ahmad and, and, and Keyshawn, that was the one, the first thing they said. They said, um, everybody look, counting us out. Um be on the lookout. That was one that was like the first thing that they said when we, you know, started talking to them. Uh, so that's definitely, um, I know that's that's on their mind. Um, and, and ask this question How much does the first matchup factor into this game? Even the coaches said, Don't factor in all. I mean, for us fans, and which is supposed to, and even for us media pundits, you know, it, it factors in because that's what we last seen, what we looked at. We can't right. help it. But look at that game. 
And then you add on what you've seen again, what is Prairie View done this year. Although they've won those close games, there's other games where they've been simply blown out, which includes the game against FAMU. Uh, and so when you look at all that, um, yeah, that game is one that looks like it, but uh, both Coach Willie Simmons and Coach Bubba McDowell said it means absolutely zero. I like what Coach Simmons said in terms of going in this match. They tend to analyze a team for the last three games, which you do in coaching wise. And you take and look at what they are able to do successfully. And if you really look at football, teams change. Sometimes it's due to injury. Sometimes it's finding out a couple of things that work, you know, mixing it up because they hadn't been successful to see what can they do to be more successful. And so obviously winning your last three games, that means you've done some things successful. Fam, you was going in there coaching, breaking down the field and saying, all right, what have they been successful at lately? And then they're going to gear their defense, a top, you know, number one defense in the SWAC. I don't understand what them folks at Alabama said. That's a that state said, that's a great defense. But this obviously this is the number one defense in the SWAC. One of the top defenses in FCS. Um, and so he, he's going to want to turn it loose in such a way that they're going to focus on those things that Prairie did well and see how he can take that away from them. Uh, and so, no, in my mind, the first three, uh, the first game means absolutely nothing. I, I do want to let people know that uh, FCS is a, a national thing. That's not okay. We, we can go ahead because because <laughs> apparently, apparently people didn't realize that. But go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> you no, I, I was just gonna add. It doesn't matter when the game kicks off, unless then you jumps on early. Then, then everybody remember what happened last time, no matter what they say. But I, I agree, once, before the game starts, and once the ball kick off, it don't matter. But how the game play out, it could matter at some point. And um, Doc, Doc mentioned about, you know, the, the pathway for um, peer review is, is absolutely correct, especially with the weather. They have to limit FAMU offensive possessions. They have to yep. win special teams, right? And they and they, and they need a turnover too, which is how they beat Alabama State and and right. a lot of those three, those close games. Y'all dead on it. Special teams and the defense. Yep. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you're playing a team that kind of got the same formula, but they, right. they got a little more flexibility offensively. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see that matchup how it plays out. When both teams know that you, this is going to be a physical, punch-you-in-the-mouth type of game, it, it's going to be an ugly game. And prepare for you, that's a great thing because they need to ugly the game up a little bit uh, to keep it close to have a shot in the second half. Everybody knows, generally speaking, if you look at our games, we can get off the slow stars. But the third quarter, we dominate. We own in every almost every game we have. We've only had one swag game that been less than a touchdown game. And that was when we had to come back against Southern in Baton Rouge. Outside of that, we've been behind this way, game. But ultimately, by the time that fourth quarter rolled around, we don't create the separation. So, I, so I'm just interested to see. And I, I'm praying. And I, I'm not predicting. I'm praying that they can't stand. They can't sustain it. 
Oh, oh. Brad, you can't stay in there and sit for water. <laughs> I like that. I like that, Kevin. And one thing I, I will like add just before Brian jumps in and says his thing, and Mike will appreciate this uh, from a different perspective. Pam, you reminds me of those Cowboys teams in the 90s. And I know yeah. those people that don't like Cowboys get frustrated because they're like, man, y'all ain't been relative. But seriously, when you <laughs> think about those teams, those teams used to be physical, uh, defense that people knew was pretty good, but people didn't focus on it because they focused on the offense. Uh, but all, although they would go on the top and they could beat you through the air in a lot of ways, they really would push you around and start running. And games would be close for a half, maybe even in the third. But end of the game, you'd be looking up and you'd be like, man, this team beating us about 12, 14, 15, 20-some points. What happened? That's what this family does. They just kind of creep along. And you look up and you'd be like, what happened? We down by 16 points, 17 points, 21 points. We were just, we were just in the game. What happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Doc, Doc, I'm glad you said that because when uh me and my son went to the family AM game, we had to leave early. Kevin Metal was up there at halftime, we had to leave early because he said, This is rigged, this is rigged. I don't, fam, you ain't squad on point. This rigged, daddy, we gotta go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 go ahead, Miss Go Brian. ahead, Brian. Get in there. Well, I- Look, hey, you 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 guys have you guys have hit on a lot of the points uh, that I that I have about this. Um, I, Kelvin talked about you know getting off to the early start. Um, so I mean, I, I the one thing that I think may work be an advantage for Prairie View, them coming to Tallahassee doing homecoming. That is the only uh, in terms of an atmosphere. Now the rain and the weather may take away from what the atmosphere around Bragg may be. Especially, hopefully, that distraction committee. That distract, yeah. Yes, yes. So they have already experienced the distraction committee, all the things that go around with homecoming. So it's not like they're coming into Tallahassee like, ooh, ooh. Oh yeah. See, they, 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 they're, they're used to that. So they're going to actually come in purely focused on ball. So yes, that is the one advantage I think that for, for purview that unlike other teams, when they come to brag, that, that will be a plus for them, but they can really just lock in to, to football. Hey, can we, can we call in Billy Nix? Can we call, call in special Billy Nix? Well, we're gonna call a Billy Nick special. Yeah, I need to call in and put my prayers on football, Billy Nick football. Yeah. He, we need to lay hot hands. We need to we need to lay some hot hands, Billy Nick's yeah. hot hands on the ball. We can call him back. We can call him back. So all right. Now we, we talked about how did uh prayer view get here. Let's talk about fam you started off, they were predicted to win. Uh, the East, um, they were predicted to win the um, the swag period, uh, uh, from the jump, so yeah. Um, the the road to to actually you know get over the hump, the Jackson State hump, and and finish the season out. Mm-hmm. I, how did Brian? they get here? Oh, yeah, this, this, this started uh, the opening kickoff. Of the Orange Blossom Classic, <laughs> it, 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 I'm sorry. That's good. That's good. When that ball 
got returned 90-something yards to the house on the opening kickoff of the season. I can't recall another – I can't recall another team that – a championship team that can say that's how our season started. I mean, dealing with all the stuff we had to deal with for two and a half years with Jackson State, and to know that you can come off on the opening kickoff, take it to the house, and it was like, okay, yo, here we are, let's go. And then we just kept punching them in the mouth to the point where they were, you know, just bloody red going in halftime. And it just kept rolling from there. I, I mean, that's how we got there. We Everyone knew going in this was going to be – uh, a, a high level defense and it had been built that way. And we, we, on paper, we thought it was going to be better than the defense from two years ago. It, it has lived up to the expectation of being better than two years ago. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's how we got here. This, this is what we've expected. We expected to be here. We expected to be hosting uh, previews in our way uh, to where we want to be. And that's just just one more one more stop on the way to Atlanta. And I'll and I'll add to that. This is a very experienced team. We have over mm-hmm. forty plus grad students, redshirt seniors, seniors. So we have two thirds. I mean, a third. I'm sorry, a little over a third of our our roster are our seniors and above. Mm-hmm. And most of them, just like Prairie View have been are not transfers in this year most of them have been with the program at least two years we have we have about what five four year i mean five year guys and yeah maybe another five six year guys on this mm-hmm. squad so the the other thing I, I think that's important to point out with fam you is this team is not flappable some folks say that they play up the talent and down to the talent. What I say is this. They play in spurts. Mm. You know, a defensively, defensively, most of the time, outside of the Texas Southern game, they've been fairly consistent. They come, they come to play all the time. But offensively, we play in spurts. You know, we'll mess around for about a – quarter and a half, and then all of a sudden we we just scored three or four touchdowns. We done did it almost every game mm-hmm. where we, we, we hit that spurt where we score like three touchdowns in a row. We just get and, – and part of that – part of that may be the inconsistency in terms of, of, of our passing game and running game. Sometimes, you know, one is – we haven't had both of them on at the same time very often. Mm-hmm. It's usually one or the other. We, but the good thing is we can rely on both. We can run if we need to rely on the run game, and we can pass if we need to rely on the pass game. Right. We just, we just, man. I don't know what I do if if I could see this team put together four quarters. Give me three quarters of what they're capable of. But even with that, I have to go back and emphasize. Regardless, we like I say we've been challenged, we've been behind. I mean, Texas Southern jumped on us 14-0 and yep. missed the field and missed the field goal from going 17-0 on us. And, and really in the, by the end of the first quarter. Yep. It was yep. four it was 14-7 and a half. 
so and the only reason fourteen seven because we hit the bomb with about a, a minute left. Yeah, exactly. Into that. So, so this team just responds. That's what I would say. Not that they necessarily play up or down to the t- who who they playing. The, but you get their attention, and once you get their attention, they respond. And that's what I do like about this team. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. that being said, biggest concern for FAMU going into this game? Because Ant brings this question up. He says, FAMU has all the pressure on them. If P, uh, PV can keep it close, will FAMU start feeling the pressure? So I guess my, my question, biggest concern for fam, you going into this game? I mean, there there have been close games. I mean, and, and you know, we, we've seen clo- a close a close game at Texas Southern. Yes. Uh, the Southern game. But I'll be honest, even in those situations, guys, I don't look at what the other team was doing as if they were doing something so well against us that it had me nervous, uh, if that makes sense. Like, I was watching the, the Southern game, for example. We we were we were so we – were, we were really dominant up front. Southern really had about three or four big plays. And so minus those three or four big plays, I kept saying to myself – Okay, don't you know? Once this team figures it out, that hey, okay, let's just stay steady. Let's not overreach, because really, we're the more dominant line. We play and miss a tackle. All of a sudden, the guy breaks off a forty-yard run. So it's like in these moments, whether it be that game, Texas Southern, uh, even Alabama A and M. You know, they got out to a twenty-one. Uh, point lead 17. 17. It's been, yeah, it's been 217. Yeah, it's been moments in about three or four SWAT games. You know, I'll even say, Hey, Valley, we didn't blow out Valley like everybody thought we would, right? There's always been something, but nobody has really shown me that they are on the same, the same platform with us. And I, I I'm gonna say it like I said. When you have an A-plus defense, an A-plus defense shows up at the right time. And we got an A-plus defense. So if your offense is having a C day or even a B day, that defense is going to cover you. And so that particular game when we played played Prairie View, we actually had an A game. We had few penalties. Probably one of our cleanest games. It was. Um, You know, so – that was an A day against Prairie View the first time. And so that's why we, you know, we won that game 45 to 7. So I, I hate to say it, Prairie View, if Prairie View catches us with another A day on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. I got I, I, what that score might be. I guess I would add, I would add if you look at that Southern game, if you look at the taste, I think the key lays around Musa. If he's if you can make him uncomfortable. Uh, if you can fluster him, um, then it, it it tends to not stop, but render the offense not as effective as it would be. If you look at Texas Southern, 
uh, FAMU never lost, even though they were behind at one point. They still held the ball 40 minutes of that game. They had control of the game, the entire game. And I think teams that get – I think we lost Mike. Did we lose Mike? Yeah. Go ahead. We hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, teams that, that strike the first blow against FAMU and can maintain that discipline – the, for the whole entire game, then I think you can see more of a positive effect. Good luck and brag, though. Good, good luck and brag. All that breakdown analysis, I ain't got no problem with it. Except for one thing. We don't lose the brag, baby. That's the, it's a real thing. The players believe it. The coaches believe it. The fans yeah. believe it. And we haven't lost in, what, five, six years in brag? There's no argument family, there. The reason why family don't lose and brag is one, they're, they're good. <laughs> right? They're, they're good. Let's, let's make sure that we unequivocally put that out there. When we're talking about ways that prayer can get it done or family won't be successful, it's not because you're not acknowledging them, them being good. You know, this is just, right. you know, X is a knows the challenge you had with fam you is they're really great and i think yeah. we start need to we need to start analyzing it so even when they're good they are a challenge right? this team is about to do some things that doesn't happen regularly across fcs period right they're about to do something that hadn't been done in fam you in a while you don't do that because you're just a good team you are a great team. Now you got to finish, right? And that's all mm -hmm. we're waiting for is can they finish? And it's going to be interesting because we're going to have this same conversation. They get over this Rubicon and, you know, as much yeah. as I hate to say it like that, if they get past Prairie View, you're going to see the same or similar type of analysis against uh, Howard. Howard. They have a little yep. better offense, right? And there may be some arguments you can say on defense, but in a lot of ways you're still saying the same things in terms schematically, uh, generally speaking, from FAMU. The problem with FAMU is like, all right, let's say you slow down what they do in the past and you slow down Musa, which is something feasible can you do. Well, the problem is, is now they, they they can run the ball. Now, it's not one running back where you focus on running back and you be like, oh, we stopped that running back. They had the ability to put three or four guys and kind of see who's hot. They can kind of see what a defense will allow them to do. They'll try to run it up a middle a little bit. Let's say you're able to stop that and be effective. Now all of a sudden they're gonna be like, all right, let's do some jet sweep. We get outside. Yeah, they're gonna eat up some yards yeah. on the outside. And you're like, damn, all right, we, we stop that. And then all of a sudden the dunk and go to a tight end or a slot across the middle. Yeah. So the problem yeah. is, is they're multiply talented. Yeah. And there might not be yeah. anybody on offense, at least, that like jumps off the screen at you individually, which you've seen across this league and with FAMU, where they had a great quarterback or they had a great wide receiver. And you'd be like, oh man. We can stop him. Maybe get some stuff done, and they might hit you on the backside. But you can kind of focus on that. You can't really do that with this family team. You can't mm -hmm. just focus on a certain thing. I love what Mike said. You probably take your look, and you be like, "All right, let's see if we can kind of mess with Moose, and maybe we'll get an interception here. Maybe we can slow him down. We can get some other things going. And before we know it, uh, we hold the ball. We we at the end of the game, and we'll try to look. You know what I'm saying? But this team can do stuff. 
Then you talk about the other side of the ball. Let's say if the East, the D offense is just not getting it done. Somehow you doing it, they fumbling, plays not coming in, and it's not working together. Well, shit, now you got to go with a defense that will find a way to put points on the board, like they did the first matchup. You got a chance to literally tie the game up. Yeah, we get a big play on defense. They do just that. They make a mistake on offense. You get an interception. Yep. After they jump a full nothing, and they be like, yep. right, they think they got it. Prayer View says, oh, shit, we're going to try to play some football now. They get down there, and they score a touchdown. Well, they get the big play. They get an interception. They march down the field. Well, guess what? Defense is saying, all right, this is enough of this. And they make a play. And not only do they get the turnover, they flip the field with the turnover. Yeah. So now yeah. your defense has even a tougher assignment because it's not just about saying, all right, they're not hot. We can stop and we can do some things. Now they got a short field. One or two pass plays over the top. They only try to run and they, and they get a touchdown. You look up, you go into halftime, he's like, all right, we playing with the one team, this whatever. You look up, it's yep. 21-7. You're like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, so yeah. you know, you know, I know people like dan- dancing with faith, with praise or whatever, but I'm just giving you realistically, and that's why a lot of fans are, you know, saying what they're saying, but they don't understand necessarily. They just see scores and they like whatever and prayer mm-hmm. is, but no, really. A lot of the success of FAMU is because they are a great team. Yeah. Now, it's hard also oftentimes to look at a team that is great um, because you're going through the season and you want them to finish it. Uh, but I have no problem with it saying that we saying this is a good team because they're really great and they have a chance to put their stamp on the lore of FAMU yep. football and the SWAT going undefeated in the conference. They're doing it at a time – when they're the team, the conference is expanding. So by definition, it's tougher. Now you might question in terms of level of play uh, and th- different levels, and I'll give you that. But just in general, when the number of teams is tougher, so that's the challenge you have with FAMU is they have multiple ways they can get it done. Yeah. And I'm not supposed to say the same for Prairie View. And let and let me clarify that I I completely agree. But if you look at offense, they're leading the swag, thirty points a game. Nobody else does. They allow 14 points a game on defense. And they, but if you look at passing, they are tops in the swag. 230 yards per game. Nobody else is even close. I think the next closest team is Jackson State. You look at defense against the pass. They only allow 170 yards. But the one thing that you saw is that when it comes to rushing the ball, as many rushes as they got, they're number seven, eight in the SWAC. They got a plenty of rushers, but they're number seven, eight in the SWAC in rushing the ball. If you look at the dichotomy, I did an analysis of their last four games. 68%, almost two-thirds of their, their offense was predicated on the press. Then they pivoted to the run. They have the ability to do both. But what I was saying is if there's any kink in the armor, what's going on this powerful team? is if you relegate them to the run. There seems to be something about them and just relegating them to a run-only game. Other than that, this team is hard to stop, and I hope that clarifies my point. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you, you're right. I, I coach his name Shotgun for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, 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 the thing about it, this, about this matchup, is 
we've seen him for three years, so we certainly understand. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't because we wasn't uh, because we pushed him out the door. He was going home, and we certainly understood that. But we was like, "Hey, coach, you know, we like what you're doing here." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, we we understood it, and if it wasn't for one game, he wouldn't be hunting for his first swag title or uh, a national black college. That game against Grambling, his first year yep. there, was the littlest shootout, and he says that haunts him to this day. Because it was a weird game and it kind of got away uh, in some ways in regards to being there. And there's probably some things that he uh, looks at in that game where he believes if he had a different thing or two going in that matchup that they got again. And that was a dominant thing, which is a, similar to what you see with family not. It was dominant with a lot of seniors, a lot of players. And they were multiple. I mean, they could they could pass the ball. With a quarterback, and then they had a big guy that came in there that would run uh, uh, um, when everybody started uh, having the big back in the backfield and come in and run short yard at two, three goal line, and you couldn't stop it. You couldn't yeah. stop. It. Uh, you think what they're doing with Philadelphia is nice now? They they were doing that uh, with with the running back getting in the shotgun, and you could not stop that team. They would score, and they put up a lot of points. This team is similar. Not in terms of how fluid they're on offense, but the multiple ways that they can get it done. Mm-hmm. Multiple, multiple. Here's the multiple. That's enough about celebrating family, man. Yeah, it, that's. I don't give a damn about them broken arms and snake pits and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's clear. That's why I was going with it. We're going to go look at the distraction committee. Uh, and uh, we're going to make sure that y'all understand that prayer is going to be represented. We're going to be there. We're going to do yeah. what we do. Yeah. So, Dr. I mean, Dr. Villa Mike, we we know the challenge that Prairie View faces. And, uh, of course, I, I know the answer to this technically um, is a win. But best case scenario for Prairie View, what, what, can, what can we look for? We know if Prairie View does this, they, they at least have a chance in this game. Well, well, as we said, we said keep it close. Oh. But in the big yeah. picture, what Prairie View needs to do is so it can get to the consistent level of winning eight, nine games is they got to find a way to look good, good in playing this game because it's going to help in the offseason in terms of recruiting. And so your goal is obviously come in here and find a way to win this game. But besides that, in terms of that matchup, is how do you put yourself in a position uh, that you're building a program and you can move from being a winning program of, instead of just being six and seven wins is to where you start to get to eight, nine, ten wins consistently. And you look at playing the game at home in terms of the championship in the next year or two. That's right. where you want to go with the overall themeology of this game in terms of looking forward. What is the recipe uh, in terms of Prairie View being successful in this game? But more importantly, what does that mean moving forward? And I sincerely mean that from the perspective is like you see Prairie View, Jackson State had a great run. But if you look at the last decade, the, the next best team in the swag has been Prairie View in terms of its consistency. It just, didn't ha- it just hadn't had a one or two seasons like a Southern uh, – you know, or Jackson, where they were literally good enough to win the championship in a dominant fashion. That's the next step. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if you look at 
it on a microcosm. I think Prairie View has to – if you look at that last game, Trayvon Conley had 70, 80 yards passing. And they relegated Prairie View to being a run-only team. I think if you look at the game scheme in and itself as a microcosm, I think they have to spread the ball. If you look at the last few games, Trayvon Conley has had more yards passing. And they and a plethora of running backs that Prairie View had – They've been able to spread the ball. The other piece is, I think, even if in a lot, I think Preview has to keep the game close. And I'm talking belt buckle close. Uh, I think that's the only chance. <laughs> belt buckle. I'm talking about. I know what kind of deodorant. I know what you. I know what you brush your teeth with. I think if you know if there's yeah, any chance. You Colgate, not Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Did you use Listerine? Oh, you use that old school kind of Listerine. If they keep it close, I think. You know, Prairie View would have to do that as well. The third thing I think Prairie View would have to – that defensive line has played well, but that linebacking core Prairie View will have to step up like they've stepped up in the last three or four games as well. Uh, so, to me, that those are three or four things that Prairie View will have to do to make it not only a win in this situation, but longer term. Uh, I'll add this in terms of the pure game is the third down conversions that got to go up. You got to get key third down. Sam, you're yes. going to be looking to get off the field. You got to find a way to Absolutely. stay on the field. So you got to convert those third downs. They will get a chance to have a big play, right? They'll go deep. They'll go over top. They got to, it, it's got to be made. It can't be yeah. almost. Right? Yeah. When they get that opportunity, they have to make the play. One thing they've done in the last three games, they went on top. You watch the Southern game, they went on top. Of the two times yep. they went on top, three times they went on top, they back two of the times they made the play, the long touchdown. Same thing with Pine Bluff early, and they did it multiple times. Same thing with Alabama State. You know, people talk about the fact that they got the turnover. Yeah, it was early, but their other drive was a 16-yard drive. I mean, 16-play, 86-yard drive against Alabama State for the second score. People conveniently yep. forget that. So they they – when it happens, it presents itself, they gotta make those plays. They gotta be able to score over the top big big plays. And they gotta make the play. They had a play against Southern where they went over top, went back deep. I think they made the catch in the play. They call it a catch on the field, they put the ball on the one yard line, they went to review it like they do in Southern, and somehow they overturned the call. They didn't get the touchdown, but they moved a couple plays and got the field goal and it was enough to do that. But those opportunities, when they come, they got to hit it. They made one long pass play over the top, got the touchdown, and the next one was a near miss. Those things will get you beat against them you, as you were able to succeed and get it done and still win against something. Hey, let me let me just add to that. And from a perfect perspective, you're absolutely right. You got to get better quarterback play to get from system. To go from six to seven wins to eight to ten wins, you got to get a little bit more consistent with your vertical passing game. You know, the percentages have to be up just a little bit. Um, but outside yep. of that, something that I am projecting, I'm going to predict for this game, because of the weather, some folks are saying that it, it could be a closer game, and that's very well possible. It also could lend itself to be more of a blowout. And here's what I mean. I believe 
if you don't, if you're not careful with your special teams oh. on a wet surface, mm-hmm. it can really cost you some points. Good point. Good so, point. So, so I want to see how both teams handle special teams, snaps, um, fielding kicks and punts. You know, the, the things that should be routine aren't necessarily routine when you add the pressure of a championship game and bad weather on a on a turf field. Mm-hmm. So I'm also interested to see how what what, what the uh how, how the guys you know cleats hold up on the field. I mean it's a good field, good drain, but you know, it, it's you know, it still ain't grass. <laughs> so so uh the, when when I hear you talk about big plays and then hitting those opportunities, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind, the, the the offensive player know where they're going, the defensive player don't know where they're going. Right. And, and you mess around, make a bad step, you can't recover on a wet field like you can a regular field. That's and right. so, you know, so I, I you know, I can see a couple of times where a routine play, somebody slipped in a hole and it, it and it busted. Yep. So you know I believe turnovers are gonna come down to the first like the first game did, to be honest. When Fairview has to throw the ball, uh, do they hit those plays or are they turnovers? Yep. That's really for me, that's the ball game. Yep. Uh Ant not here, but he's still being petty. Uh he said that's the ver- that vertical pass game is where Andrew Body comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, somebody trying to throw shots in. Is, is, that, is, that, shots in. is that for no, Prairie View? Or yeah. Is that for Prairie View? Is that for Prairie View or FAMU next year? Fam That's a good question. Exactly. That's a good question. Dang. Because he, he would look good in some purple and old gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, that's yeah. real. <laughs> I, that, hey, the hey. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry, I have to step away. I have a, okay. a a work call. I have to step away, but I just want to say, go go go, Panthers! And and Brian, I'll see you tomorrow night sometime or Saturday morning. I'll have a glass of milk for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping it radio friendly. <laughs> yes, safe travels, Mike. Be well. We'll see you in Tallahassee. Hey, he gonna put some vodka in that milk. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> hey, don't take your your work call. <laughs> nah, exactly, your work call. That's we're gonna call it from here on out. Work call. There it is. I got it. I got to work call while he working. Everybody. I told you we hustling the wrong way, Doc. I said it before. I got to hustle like Mike Washington. I got to figure out. One hundred percent correct on that. I got to hustle like Mike Washington. Yeah. That that's he he uh Kevin you brought up special teams um uh, that's a huge advantage for FAMU um I, I mentioned the AM game we saw in that game it was yeah. the score it was what uh, uh seventeen nothing before we knew it because yeah. uh, uh, two block punts um yeah. with this weather that's, that's why it, I brought it up if you yeah. slow down just a, a, a if you are a half second slower trying to feel the you know what I'm saying to to, to punt or to kick a, a field goal or whatever. That comes into play uh big time. Um I, I don't want I I don't want to do predictions because I, I think it, everybody kind of <laughs> kind of have a feeling about how that's gonna go. Or, or or at least, you know, but let me ask this. 
because it's a new element to the to the. I mean, it's, it's an element that's always been there, but it's a it's a kind of a new element this year that may. I mean, kind of settled. Fifth quarter. What we think about? Uh, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Is, is inter- it going to be the how March one hundred? How, how, get... how does that work in the championship game? We'll, well, we'll, I mean, I think it's already championship game. I think it's already settled uh, as far as the the participants for the uh, band of the year. Is that correct, Doctor uh, Cavill? They've already got those yeah. participants yeah, selected. Yeah. But the, but yeah. the marching sport poll for Doctor Cavill's Inside HBC Sports Lab is not done. Um, and so that is a separate one in this crown, and it's about matchups. So fam, you didn't have a lot of matchups early, um, but they had the lack matchup, obviously, uh, going up to Alabama A&M. Uh, they won that one. They came back in the Florida Classic at Bloom Cookman, so they won that matchup. So they jumped up into the poll rankings uh, in terms of the five slot, and because they made it to the SWAC championship. They have another matchup against the March of Storm. I think that is going to be a great matchup. Uh, people don't realize that the former. Uh, um, uh, Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Director of the storm, where they really kind of took the next step of evolution, where a lot of people, when they started to see the storm, really got excited and be like, man, where is Benny? A lot of that was attributed to um, George Edwards in terms of him and what he learned and did. Uh, at FAMU as part of the Marching 100 and brought it over there quietly, uh, revitalizing yeah. that program, right, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So now they have a new director. Uh, the the storm does some new things, but the pride that comes along with folks in this area, uh, in the Southwest region, you know, Texas the Southern has kind of emerged, obviously, moving over in Johnson that came from Southern and what they've done that. But for the longest, Prairie View has dominated. Texas, um, which is a huge state, Oklahoma, going west, right? Prairie View is that HBCU band that people recognize. So as much as you think about FAMU in that area uh, and to uh, what folks there think about nationally, that is what you see with Prairie View. So I think that's going to be a fascinating uh, matchup in terms of the intro coming in is what they do uh, for the championship. Uh, you'll have a halftime show that will be featured. That'll be fast, and they will let them do fifth quarter. Obviously, the rain, it'll be interesting to see how that factors in this uh, with the woodwinds and, and how much they'll be able to play in terms of just maybe having the brass. Uh, but in terms of them focus, Prairie View had made the top five, even if you're going by uh, the major division rankings of Division One, in terms of them meeting all the metrics. And as much as you talk about FAMU getting the matchups in terms of my rankings and getting up in there, in terms of the HBCU rankings, Prairie View had a similar type of rise in terms of being number two in November uh, in the overall rankings and number five in terms of the final ones that combine September, October, and November. 
So I think, Sam, you, in terms of them not really seeing Prairie View, they're going to be surprised and excited about seeing what Prairie View, obviously their fandom is for the 100, should be there. Uh, but they're going to be um, pleasantly surprised and be like, oh, Prairie View, is, this, this is good. This is nice. Um, and the fans will be electric about that. And so I think the post game fifth quarter matchup will be one that will be legendary in itself. Yeah. And it will yeah. go a long way in terms of the marching sport for Dr. Cavill's what that goes in. And again, the, the thing is, is one of these bands is going to get a chance to have another matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no disrespect to maybe I do need disrespect to the Showtime band of Howard. Either one of these teams are going to wipe the floor with them. So that means <laughs> Everybody is going to be on three, four, four band marching sport victory to close out the season, which is significant. Yeah. Uh, and, and answer the question. He said this game, uh, that's what this game is for the win against Andrew Biden services. <laughs> 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 that, the, the Andrew, the Andrew body bowl. There you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, fellas. Oh, I don't, I don't even want to. I, I'm I'm excited about the game. Uh, I hate I can't be there this year. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I guess we can go around closing thoughts on the game or, or, or what to expect. So uh, I, I guess we can go uh, clockwise. And Coach B, I'll let you go first. Uh, well, I, I predicted earlier today a, a final score, 31-14. Um, I think FAMU – has to control the opening quarter. And I think when FAMU controls the opening quarter, I think that'll set the tone for the rest of this game. Um, I've said since Prairie View was announced, I don't know how Prairie View is going. I don't know how Prairie View is going to score 21 points on offense. I don't believe Prairie View can score 21 points on offense. Now, they may get points in other ways. They may get points from special teams. Turnover. Turnover could yield something. All that's possible. But if it's strictly from that offense, I don't know how that offense is going to do it. So with that said, I think that margin is me really just saying um, the, the margin of error for FAMU is a little bit wider than it is for Prairie View. And at Prairie View makes a couple mistakes early, it could really bite them and cost them uh, just in in morale going into the second half and towards the end of the game. So that's just my that's just my thoughts. I'll, I'll yield the kill. Okay. So my thoughts are similar to what Brian just uh, articulated. Um, we have not scored less than 20 – what, the Southern game, 20 – what was that, 21? That was 26 and 26, seven. yeah. So, so against a SWAT team, we really hadn't scored. Uh, I think Alabama State and Southern were the two lowest scores. So that's where Brian is getting that 21, 24 points from that I feel that you got to score in order to beat this fan UT at home. As he indicated – how they can get it. I don't I don't believe they can drive up and down the field uh more than two times against this defense. But I do, but they could have a special teams play or or a defensive play, you know, that that could get them there. But that's what I think they're gonna need. They're gonna need about 24 points. 
uh, to, to be able to stay in the game for four quarters. That being said, this family team not only experienced, you got to remember they're hungry. They really won nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and the fan base, it, you know, is going to be there, and they have expectations. I mean, I myself have a hotel, uh, hotel <laughs> in Atlanta already. Uh, <laughs> I predicted this team. I predicted this team to to, to uh, win the sweat, to win this this the uh, the uh, the the East, the, the sweat championship, and the celebration bowl. And I have seen nothing that would make me shy away from that. I do think the effort will be good from Prairie Review. I don't think we'll put the forty five points up, even though it was a late interception pick six that gave us that forty five. I don't think we'll put up 40 points this time. But I, I think we will do what we typically have done against swag opponents this year. So I think the good number somewhere, you know, Bright, you know, I wonder usually it's about 28 with this team. Yeah. And then we start messing around. You know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll miss opportunities where it should be 40, but yeah, that's just that's just this team, right? So somewhere between 28 and 31 is, is where I think we'll end up. And um, I, I, I'll say about seventeen uh, for for Prairie View. Unfortunately, I have to agree Not with Kabil. both of these gentlemen. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree with both of these gentlemen uh, in regards to seeing it. But let me say this: game close, Prairie View wins. Game close, mm. Prairie View wins. Blowout is obviously FAMU. And I think what you're going to find out is going to be somewhere in the middle. I think um, FAMU fans are not going to be able to party um, early in this matchup. They're not going to be able to party uh, in regards to it being a blowout going away in the third quarter. But I do think it's going to really come down in in a medium where it's not going to be close, uh, but it's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be – an entertaining game, uh, kind of going either way. Prairie View is going to either be leading or staying with it, and then FAMU finds a way to get it done and kind of pulls away a late where they're comfortable, but it's not going to be a large margin in terms of the victory. It's the way I see that. But I think what's more important of this matchup, this is a crown jewel, but not just the SWAC, uh, but HBCUs in terms of a conference perspective. Whether you're talking about SIEC, CIAA, uh, the MEAC, obviously, and the SWAC. Um, this is the sporting HBCU diaspora that you heard me coin. Uh, this is the uh, HBCU sports culture. Uh, I think with FAMU joining the SWAC, uh, while I would much rather have this game in Prairie View, I think it's rightfully where it needs to be in terms of Tallahassee being on the campus, in terms of what they did this season and what they have brought to the SWAC coming in and joining the SWAC three years ago now. Uh, With that being said, we need to appreciate what we bring to the table because as these gentlemen allowed me to share on the show a couple of weeks ago, um, not only was the conference in trouble uh, before or just as Dr. Charles McCullough was joining the conference, there there was a time where the presidents voted not to have a SWAC championship game. The hmm. coaches pushed and saved the game. And at the time that we heard Charles and I, we were still doing a HBC radio show once a week 
uh, in a radio station. We were not streaming at the time. This was pre-COVID when all this was coming down and going down. And, and um, Charles made the statement that there are folks that have literally spent their whole life and all they knew was a swag championship game. It was coming up on 20 years. So the folks literally were infants and going to college and they knew the swag championship game. So I don't think we ever can afford to take things for granted and not appreciate what this game brings to the table. And now it's at home, all the financial windfall that FAMU has an opportunity to earn rightfully so in any other institution, obviously the last two years in Jackson and before COVID the two years before that in terms of Alcorn State is that that is the beautiful thing of what our conferences and particularly the SWAC stands for. So I want to take a moment for us to recognize the greatness that we are witnessing in terms of what we will be able to partake in this weekend, particularly at Saturday at 3 o'clock Eastern time, 4 o'clock Central time, in terms of the crowning of a champion of the Southwestern Athletic Conference for 2023. All right. So, well said, Doc. As we wrap up, I do want to say shout some thoughts on, on the two teams. On the Prairie View side, when we were at, at SWAT Media Day, we talked to several uh, uh, coaches, several, you know, sets of players. Um, the the teammates that kind of impressed, the, you know, at least on me, the most were the Prairie View guys, um, just simply because they, they – that that talk about and I mentioned sure about the disrespect that they felt. Um, but they felt like they, you know, they're going to go out there and earn it. They knew what they had to do, um, what they were going to go out there and, and take care of business. And they're going they basically, you know, have said, Hey, we finna show the world. Um, the next thing that that was as an individual person, um, Jeremy Musa, and, and this is why it wasn't really anything he said, but we, you know, saying it was uh, 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 Jeremy, and then I, I forget the other young man for uh, that was there with FAMU. Um, he came over and we were trying to get him to sit down, but they had to run to an obligation. He said, Okay, I, I'll be back. Um, fan, it, media day is wrapping up, and he walks up. He said, Hey, I told you I'll be back. You know, I'm a, I'm a man of my word. Let's let's go ahead and, and talk. That stood out to me, that meant a lot. Um, that showed me a lot about his character. So that that was it, it's fitting to see, you know, saying Prairie and, and Fam, Prairie View and, and FAMU in uh the, the swag season um against playing against each other. Also, uh 80 Sykes, since she's been at at, at Prairie, uh, I'm sorry, at FAMU, um, this is going on what the third swag championship now with what what was it? I'm not sure what bowling, baseball, and then now football, I, I'm not, I can't. Remember. For us, for fans, yes. yes, yes. So tennis, tennis, baseball, okay. yeah, cross country, tennis, but, okay, and, and now so, football and volleyball last year. Yeah, so it, it's it's something special going on, and, and it's you know 
it's an amazing person to be a part of that um, as well. So it's going to be interesting. Like I said, it, it's, it's fitting that these two teams are kind of, you know, culminating the, this, the end of this season. So, um, gentlemen, yep. I, w- I want to thank you, y'all. You got Go the school prayer view that was one of the members that founded the conference in 1920. Correct. You got fam, you one of the newest members, the first of the expansion to where we are 12. So you're right. When you look at the beginning to where we are now, historic. Hey, one, hey, one thing we know for sure. Ain't you going to win. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna say that. Who, who win it? A and M. Amen. I'm focused to God to that victory. I'm gonna win one way or the other. All right, gentlemen. As always, y'all, like I said, y'all each and each each and every one of y'all, I truly do appreciate um having y'all coming on, taking time to come on, speak with us. Uh, speak with me, I, I, you know, say on, on behalf of myself and, you know, say it's always an honor to have y'all on. Uh, looking forward to looking forward to, to the next conversation. Um, yes. But ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us. We'll be back on uh, on Monday. Start preparing for the celebration bowl. Oh, there go that broke on <laughs> <laughs> Even Miss Silly knew. Oh. Um, <laughs> So you All right, do right, right by me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what y'all need to tell us to me at. <laughs> oh. Shot <laughs> Brian. Shot Brian. <laughs> uh, hey, we did. Hey, we did. Uh, we, we swag. We swag. We, we, we swag now. We swag now. Y'all swag. Y'all so happy. There ain't no doubt about that. Like I said, we're gonna be telling them if y'all get down there and get it done against us, going Howard. We was like, "Hey, do right by me. We gonna whoop y'all, take the trophy." And, and say, <laughs> and want to let y'all know, sorry he couldn't be here. He said, "But it was great insight." Yeah. Sorry, we oh, missed you, man. It. Next time, man. Hope everything's well. All right, take care. Yeah. All right. I, I don't like know that. what tailgate is. Don't leave y'all. Y'all ain't talking tailgate. I'll come over there on my purple and mess with y'all. Uh, no, no, we, we got you. You, you, uh, we gonna see you, man. You, you, you ain't gotta worry about. It. We gonna escort you there. <laughs> That's all right. That's big time. Now I feel big time for real. <laughs> you gotta make a lift yeah, at the right. distraction committee, ain't yeah. there? With it, you, go to you the- and the whole crew, not not just you, everybody. We gonna escort oh, yeah. you. I'm bringing them. We bring them. We gonna have a good time. Absolutely. Uh, like that, we're out. This show was presented by betonline.ag. Bring me my money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.